the power of the decision is when you decide something, the universe moves mountains to make your decision your reality. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I'm offering you all a look inside my relationship with alcohol through a interview I did with Lucy and her brand over at Lucy Celebrates. And it is my hope that it offers you a perspective that you may not have considered around the spirit named alcohol as we enter into the holiday season. So enjoy, and I'd love to hear your feedback. You can find me over on Instagram and connect with me there. Let's get into the episode. So many places we can go, but I would really, really love for you to share how and when, one, you first discovered human design, and then two, decided to create a business out of it. Yes. Yeah, so my experiment started when my life hit a rock bottom. I was in multiple lawsuits. I had pretty much lost the relationship with my two boys. I had gone through a 10-year ugly divorce. And I was working as a nurse, but I was broke, right? I had like, everyone looked at me and thought I had this perfect career. I would never be without money. I would never be without work. As a nurse, you don't have to work five days a week. You can work three. Mm -hmm. And I was just broke and I was burnt out. And I was drinking a bottle and a half of wine at night on a ton of antidepressants. And I just wasn't happy. So I finally just kind of said out loud, like, this isn't working. I don't know what's going on, but the life that I thought that I was doing so well in has really turned out to be one I don't want to live in. And it wasn't long after that, that I heard on a podcast about human design. And right then and there, I thought, okay, I need to look into that. So I went down, you know, the rabbit hole of human design, and I discovered that just living in my strategy and my authority, you know, the aura type has a way of making decisions. Mm -hmm. And just doing that changed so much of my life within about three months. Wow. So I just decided to go all in on this experiment because I had nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. It's like people don't love me and there's no money in my account and I'm resigning from my job and I have nothing to lose. And then when I went all in on this experiment, it took me like a year to, well, what happened was I released all of my toxic behavior patterns, which was the drinking, the antidepressants, the toxic relationships, really setting up some solid boundaries for my life. And it was then I decided that everyone needed to know this information and I was going to do whatever it took to get this information out to the people who needed it. And at the time, I just saw everyone doing chart readings. So I started doing chart readings for people. That's kind of how I got into it. After the chart, it like scaled quickly. Yeah. I'm actually so curious. Like, how did you offer that? Did you just post like on Facebook? What was your whole strategy there? Oh, this, I had zero strategy. <laughs> I, I just knew that I was being called to share it. So for me, that looked like going on social media and just constantly talking about it. Mm -hmm. constantly offering people help, right? Mm -hmm. And I just set up a link for people to book a call with me. Mm -hmm. At first I was offering these readings at $55. Oh. And I was like, why isn't anyone beating down my door for these readings? Like, I wish somebody had done this when I was down and out, right? Yeah. And then I realized, okay, I need to go a little higher because maybe they don't value it. Mm -hmm. So I went a little higher. I think it was like 155 and then they started booking. Mm -hmm. And then when I went to 277, something like that, or 297, uh -huh. they booked out. Okay. And I was like, okay, here's like the path. Yep. And what I realized was I was creating a business model for myself mm -hmm. and I was creating a business model in alignment with my design. 
yeah. all because I was never going to sacrifice my alignment again. I was never going to do what other people told me to do. I was never going to take part in all the things that society said would mean I was successful. I was going to only do the things that really resonated with my sacral energy and my energy type. And when I found human design, I felt like a projector, mm -hmm. right? I was, I'm an MG, I'm a sacral MG. And I was reading about this projector and I thought, no, I feel more like a projector. Yeah. So what's going on here? And it became very clear to me very quickly that it was because I had to release a lot of the shit that I was taking part in, mm -hmm. people, relationships with people, just things I would do in my day. I had to release a lot of that so that I could actually get back online with me being the actual MG because I could always remember being an MG. Like maybe at 42, I didn't feel like an MG, but I remember as a child, I felt like an MG. Yeah. So there was always this memory of that used to be me. Where did she go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you released like addictions, things like alcohol and things like that. And then you went into this business or was like you were deep in human design and realized I need to let this stuff go? Yes. I was about a year into my experiment when I was just getting called to release the alcohol and the antidepressants. Mm -hmm. And I'm a nurse. 24 years I spent in this doctrine of, you know, registered nurse. And I even was like, I don't know that I can just go off of this stuff. I've been on it for so many years. I don't know that I can just go off of it. And all I did was listen to what I now know is my higher self. Now, I didn't know it was her at the time. I just thought it was, you know, me. And it is me. But yeah. it was a version of me that was like helping me to realize and recognize about the things I needed to let go of. So when she would just say things like, I don't know, do you really need a, a bottle of wine tonight? Because I live right across the street from Target, right? And I'm like, well, do we go right or do we go left? Do we yeah. just go home? And she would say, do you want a, a bottle of wine tonight? And I would listen to my sacral and it would say no, mm -hmm. right? I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. And then she would just slowly wean me off of these antidepressants. I was on, I can't remember what I was on at that time, but I was also on Valium and I had been on it for years, years, because the doctors told me that I needed it forever. One doctor told me I would never be able to come off of Valium ever in my life. Wow. And I knew when I was being told it's time to release these things that I was willing to do that because I didn't believe that I would be on it for the rest of my life. So about a year into the experiment was when I just stopped. I remember specifically one night I came home and there was a bottle of wine. I used to drink Fitvine. Oh, yeah. It's like the healthy, healthy wine. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no carbs and it's healthy. Right. right? <laughs> and I used to drink Fit Vine and there was a bottle of wine in the fridge and I poured myself a glass and I took a sip and I was like, ew, this is horrible. Yeah. When did I ever think this was good? And I dumped the glass out, dumped the bottle out, and I've just never, ever bought, tasted drank alcohol again. It's just, really? it's just a substance that doesn't resonate with me anymore. Yeah. Gosh. So I love that. I knew you were alcohol free from listening to your podcast. I think you just mentioned it similar to this, like you released it. And then I remember commenting on one of your stories, you asked your audience, like, what do you want to hear more of? And I was like, I want to hear more about that. I want to hear more about your journey. You know me now. I yes. love stories. <laughs> Yes. I love getting into that and like learning the why. So then became one of your private clients. And in one of the monthly live trainings that you hold for your private clients, you said something that was so profound and it wasn't part of the training. It was just as you were talking and you kind of glossed over it and meaning like it wasn't your point, but it stopped me in my track. I was like, wait, hold up. This is what you said, that the system is set up to keep us all numb. So we build their dream instead of building our own. Mike, drop. I mean, here's what I know is true, especially after 2020. We all were revealed a lot of truth in that system in the moment, right? Like, oh, what's really going on here? What am I really afraid of? Mm -hmm. Well, what I noticed was everything was shut down except the liquor stores on every street. They were open. 
you could go in there and buy alcohol uh-huh. because God forbid you actually don't get your alcohol and you wake up, right? Because what happens when you release alcohol is you stop sleeping through your life. You stop numbing through your life, right? And the reason I had been put on antidepressants was I was diagnosed as like, one diagnosis said bipolar and one diagnosis was just like manic, depressive, like in and out of depression to a point where you needed medication. And what I realized after doing the deep work in human design was I wasn't anything except something you couldn't handle or put in a box. Mm -hmm. You just couldn't label me and it made you uncomfortable. So you gave me medicine and, you know, by default supported my addiction to alcohol Mm -hmm. so that I was more comfortable for you. You know, you being society, you being the doctors. Right. And, you know, waking up to understanding who you are as a spiritual being when you release the numbing agents of your life, not just alcohol, but for me, it was alcohol and antidepressants. There's an energy that wakes up in you, that wakes up in your soul and says, I can't wait to create. Mm -hmm. Right. And so where has that been all this time? Numbed, deadened. Yes. And so as soon as it was lifted, it was like a cloud had lifted off of me. There was a whole world of opportunity just waiting for me. Yeah. My gosh. So you mentioned 2020 and that is exactly my experience of, okay, so alcohol is just so normal, like truly, truly normal part of culture even. And just like, it's just what everybody does until I kind of was feeling a little convicted of it. I didn't really pay too much attention, but then when you try to not drink and it's everywhere, it's like, dang. So what 2020 did for me too was you know, there was nothing else to do. We would like put Yacht Rock on, have margaritas, and then it'd be like day in, day out, day in and day out. And then I was like, okay, no. One, I don't do anything unless I do it with intention. That's just me. Mm. And when this was becoming a habit that I was not intentionally trying to have, I was like, okay, this has to stop. And then I started trying to do like, you know, little challenges and signing up for programs on how to stop drinking. And it's not easy unless you have that call in your heart. Unless I was truly convicted, I, you know, you just kind of fall back in the the pattern of doing it again because everyone's doing you go out to dinner and everyone first thing they ask, what do you want to drink? And it's like it's just everywhere. Yes. It's the most socially acceptable numbing agent that we have. Yeah. Right. Nobody thinks anything of day drinking, mimosas at brunch, taco Tuesday, wine Wednesday, thirsty (laughs) Thursday. Like let's name another day of the week. Oh my word. So true. It's everywhere. And then what happened for me where you said you heard the call. Mm Mm-hmm. I had such a similar experience where I was tucking Capri into bed and we were going through a really, really difficult time with things. And I heard a very audible voice that said, you're missing it. And I said, wow, I hear you, God. I hear you. Mm -hmm. This thing that I'm doing every night is making me miss it. So when you said that, I was like, spot freaking on, you know, it is so, so important for people to hear this message because they hear the other message so much louder. Yes. Everywhere. Yeah. So it's so important that we talk about this and how numbing your dream is what's keeping you from your genius. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful because that's exactly what's happening. Numbing your dream numbs you from who you really are. Mm -hmm. Who you really are is a creative life force, spark of God. You are that. Yeah. Right? And if you're numbing your creative life force, you're just saying to God, it's not really important. I'd rather be asleep on this journey. Right. You know? Yeah. And I never, ever held myself to this, I'm an alcoholic and I need to go to AA. I never did that because that's just, I know me. And if somebody tells me I have to do something, I'm like, watch me. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't have to do anything. Right. Right. And what it was for me was just honoring 
my sacral authority, really treating myself as an authority. Like I know what I want mm -hmm. and I know what I don't want. And then every day checking in, do you want it or not? Like, so giving myself the option, right? Not like shaming myself away from Target in the wine aisle, just yeah. giving myself the opportunity to honor myself every day. And then, you know, because if there was a time that my sacral was like, yeah, let's go get a bottle of wine, I would bring it home and I would then say again, now, do you want to drink the bottle of wine? Most of the time it was no. And that's why at the very end, the last day, the bottle of wine must have been open or sitting there. And I, had a sip and was like, yeah, no, it's just a no from now on. But that relationship with my authority, who is my higher self, who is my God essence, was able to come in and really talk to me in an honoring way, in a compassionate way, to wean me off of all the things that were just keeping me out of alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I know where you are today, this beautiful relationship with your family, everything's healed. So at what point did that shift happen? I think about it now and I'm like, my family must have thought, what is going on with her? Because who I was before I was in the experiment and before I was alcohol free was a very much angry, frustrated Danielle. Life didn't work out for me. They were all the problem. They were all mean to me. They were the ones keeping me from living the life that I wanted to live. And after a couple of years into this experiment, after I had released the antidepressants, the alcohol, and I had started my business, my daughter lives with me. And my ex-husband would come drop her off or pick her up. And I'd say, oh my God, I just made $8,000. <laughs> or, oh my God, I just, you know, booked out three months from now. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I just made $22,000. And finally, he just stopped and looked at me and he goes, is what you're doing legal? <laughs> and I said, I mean, yes, it's crazy, but it is. But he just started hanging around more mm -hmm. because I was no longer a threat to his comfort. I was no longer a threat to his sanity. I'll call it out like what it is because my behavior drove my family insane. Mm. My rage fits, my anger, and my just my depression, my grief, because all of this really stemmed from when my mother passed away. I was very young. I was 22 when she passed away. Yeah. And that trauma, I had never healed it. So I took it out on the people I loved the most and ended up in this life where I was divorced and my kids wanted so much not to do with me. They moved out of the state. Yeah. And both those boys were slowly killing themselves with the way they were behaving. One in Vegas, one in Colorado. And my ex-husband, at the time my ex-husband, was slowly killing his, his self. He had a severe alcohol problem. The boys were drinking. Now I was on the other side of it watching everybody else. Mm -hmm. And all I could do was ask her, my highest self and say, what else can I do to help the people I love the most? And she said, by healing yourself, you are healing the people you love the most. Mm -hmm. You are single-handedly healing your family. And it felt so true that I was like, okay, I believe you and I trust you. Like, I'm not gonna not trust you all of a sudden two years after this journey and everything's working out great because I have an ego desire to go in and save them. I trust what the God essence of me is saying, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to allow that to be the truth, right? So we spent a year like really getting to know each other better, Garrick and I, and the boys just really in a group text again and just communicating, which had never really happened before. And then we decided to go away to Christmas to be with my son and then another vacation in Hawaii uh -huh. in um, <laughs> this last March. Yeah. yeah. So the vacation in at Christmas was like, I think, I you mean, like I haven't it on social media. And then you had already started calling him your soulmate partner, even though you guys were still divorced, you had already yeah. started calling him that on your podcast. And I was like, oh, they're yes. so sweet. And then yeah, yes. went away together. <laughs> well, so we were like, well, we can get along pretty good, right? Why don't we do a family Christmas? And he was okay with it. Noah and Jaden were okay with it. Chloe, of course, was fine. Mm -hmm. And we just went to Vegas because Noah couldn't leave to come home. So we had to go out there. We rented an Airbnb. Uh -huh. And they tell the story now as like they were waiting for my mask to fall. Like 
is this really who Danielle is now? Because this feels too good to be true almost. And of course it is who I am. Well, in January, we moved my son Jaden back home. Jaden finally felt safe after spending Christmas with us that he was ready to come home and basically stopped killing himself out in Colorado. And he came home to his family in January. And I had never seen Garrick take off work to do anything. In fact, that was a big contention in our marriage was you're never home. You're always at work when we need you. Mm -hmm. And so he took off days of the week to go get my son in Colorado and bring him home. And I was like, ah, this is the man that I know is available for my children. And then in March, I had been renovating the house and we moved into an Airbnb. And I know that was all in divine orchestration because there was no TV in the family room. And Jaden was with me now and Noah was coming home for his birthday. And Garrick wanted to be with all of us because all the kids were there. And so we were all in this family room with no TV mm -hmm. and we were all just doing some massive healing. We were all just allowing our egos to step aside and talk about how hurt we had been, how we had hurt each other. And it just opened a door. We've never done family healing like this before. Yeah. And Noah said it great. He's like, you know, it's real when I actually want to be here to do it. When the kids actually want to show up and be there. Yeah. Wait, remind me how old everyone is. Yes. So Chloe's 17, Noah's 25, and Jaden's 22. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so everyone was together. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so Yeah. Lovely. We just rented a really nice air. I rented it because I'm like, I ain't living in this house while it's being renovated. It was, we were told it was going to be fine to live in it. And I was like, uh, no, we are not living here. I don't know what. We're not camping here in my house. Yeah. So yeah. I just got a really nice, because I, my whole thing is my commitment to my business is number one, right? I mean, now it's my family, right? But at the time it was like, I'm getting my daughter and I out of this like broke, poor, woe is me victim mentality. And I'm setting us up for success. And I'm going to start by putting my business first, creating a business that will sustain our financial success for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I need an Airbnb to make sure I could set up my office, make sure that I could still honor and support my private clients mm -hmm. and fulfill the duties that I committed to fulfilling. So during that time when the whole family came, it was an opportunity to cook dinner together, to just be around one another. And what we noticed was no one wanted to leave one another. We all wanted to be around one another. Yeah. And it was a weird feeling because we hadn't for 10 years, mm -hmm. but it was also oddly familiar. And that weekend, Noah decided to move home. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm not going back to Vegas. He's like, I don't know what's going on here, but this feels better. Aww. Yeah, Noah's a little projector. So, yeah. <laughs> And see, my family doesn't know their design. Like they do now, but at that time, like it wasn't me going into them and being like, hey, so I know who you are now. Let's do it this way. I just was like, hey, there's this thing I'm doing and it seems to be really working for everybody else. This is why you're seeing it work for me. Yeah. And they were like, oh, that's interesting. But we didn't like sit around the campfire and I read them their chart. They weren't there yet. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> then we decided to go to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Garrick and I were just like, let's give these kids an amazing vacation because we've never done one as a family. And so we went all in on our Airbnb. We went all in on the excursions we did there. And while we were there, on, we had this beautiful beach that was like waiting for us right down the street from our Airbnb. It was like no one was there hardly. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And Garrick just said, like, I think I'm ready to come home. Oh, wow. Yeah. So here's the thing. I have such a connection with my higher self that she told me the weekend we were in the Airbnb, she says, your family is healed and they will all be moving back in with you. Uh -huh. Well, and I didn't really know what that meant because our house is small. It's like yeah. 1,700 square feet, three bedrooms. Like where's everybody going to stay? Nobody can because I've got my office there. So my ego didn't like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not going to work, but we'll see what she means by that. Mm -hmm. um, and then he said this in Hawaii and I was like, yeah, and I'm ready for you too. Mm. And I just said, we'll figure us out. You know, there's a lot of trauma and a lot of hurt that happened in the, in the marriage. And, you know, cause we were married since we were 21, we were 17 years married when we got divorced. Wow. So 
we just decided that's what we were going to do. And the power of the decision is when you decide something, the universe moves mountains to make your decision your reality. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love when you say that. It's like everyone needs to be reminded of that truth. Married 17 years, divorced for 10. And then he comes back, your whole family comes back into your life. And it looks like today you're all living together. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's on the team. Yes. So everyone moved in Mm -hmm. and quickly they saw how much help I needed. So I had to go get an office. Noah and Jaden were like, we can help you. We want to give you value while you're growing and we're figuring out what like our jobs are going to be because they left their jobs uh-huh. and they yeah. were like, we'll help in the brand as like a way of saying, you know, this is our job. Uh-huh. And so they came in and quickly Noah was like, oh mom, this needs to change. This needs to change. This needs to change. Yeah. And because I was in an uh, arena now and understanding and awareness of, oh, this is his gift. He knows what I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Projectors just know what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, I allowed him to. And within, I mean, they moved in in March. So six months, within six months, I've doubled my income. We have really expanded this brand into the vision that it is today. We've brought you on to help. We are employing people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't think that this would happen for three years. Right. And I have surpassed all my ego's goals of what I wanted in my you know, business account and how I wanted my offers to look and how I served my people. I wanted all of that one way. And the gift of my family is showing me how it actually works for my people. We will close this year, if not at a million, just under a million. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it'll be about two and a half years in December. But we've only been going at this two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. But not surprising for me, at least at all. I know how this works. You are yeah. so in alignment and in your purpose. Of course, it's going to be supported every way. Mm-hmm. I was thinking though, while you were talking just about how it looked bringing your family back in and knowing your husband was a drinker and how did it look with all of a sudden you not, and what did you set boundaries? Like what? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, in that Airbnb, uh, okay. I said, well, here's the deal guys. We don't drink, meaning Chloe and I, that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. And I go, and we don't even pretend that like we only drink when we're going out to dinner because it's like a special occasion. I go, that's, we just don't include alcohol in our lives, period. Mm. We don't hang out with people who do that. Okay. We just don't do that. And Garrick looked at me and Garrick's big thing was alcohol. So I was worried he was going to be like, oh, well, I can't do that. And he looked at me and he goes, done. Mm, wow. Right. And Jaden had had a moment where we had done some healing work. He was vaping a lot at the time. He just threw his vape away. And Noah at the Airbnb was like, done. Mm-hmm. You know, Noah was like, I don't really drink that much. But yeah. I knew that he was drinking more than he wanted to let on to. Maybe his, I think it was subconscious for yeah. him how much he was drinking. Uh huh. But I just said, well, it's not what we do. And the reason we don't do that is because it lowers your consciousness. It lowers your level of consciousness, your communication with God. Mm-hmm. And we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. This is already hard to communicate with God here and sit in the source energy and fuel the fire of your passion with your creative life force. It's already hard. Mm-hmm. So we don't, like, I don't eat anything that deadens that. I don't drink anything that deadens that. And they just were immediately on board. And I know it's because they saw me. They had seen me from the worst of the worst. And now they could not deny what was right in front of their faces, you know? Yeah. I just had such a similar journey too with that and kind of experimenting. That's This is the thing about it. It is a slippery slope and it is an addictive substance that makes you physically addicted to it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for some people, it's really, really, really difficult to just cut it out until you have that moment. If if you give yourself enough space to realize what life is like without it, it's almost like 
no, like I'm missing life. I'm missing my purpose, numbing myself with this. Yeah. What do you feel like you were missing? Well, you know, cause I would go 30 days, 90 days. And then it's the slow thing of like, oh, at a party. Okay. I'll just have a glass of wine. And then it was the thing of like, it is a slippery thing. And when you, when it's out of your system and then you put it back, my, I would get system shocked and be yeah. like out for days Literally, I would go and sit at my desk and like stare at my computer. Like my brain was not working. So the pattern of what it was doing as far as like, okay, so you made that cycle, the graphic of like Mm -hmm. desire and then momentum and then chaotic result. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I was needing to start over that just adding in that little thing that would take me away from my purpose would numb me was creating chaotic results. And I was needing to start over like all the time. Yeah. All the time. And then, okay. So then my dad passed away. Mm -hmm. This is right, right at the time where I had already applied to work with you. And I remember when he did pass away thinking like, because it was so, like I said, cultural and like just things, everybody just did it. And I said, okay, the way that I'm trying to quit alcohol is not the design. Like it is not like to just white knuckle something and live your life telling yourself you can't do something Yeah, is not the way. There's another way. So I literally asked God to take the desire away from me. Mm. I said, Lord, if you want me to quit this, like... I hear you that it's not serving me. So if I'm supposed to let this go, I need you to take the desire away. Mm -hmm. And then your little angel self came into my world. Well, you're already in my world, but we started working together. And one of the gene keys that you pointed out to me to really look at was my culture sphere. So the gift of that is invention and the shadow is addiction. And you not really knowing what mine was, you know, right off the bat, you just said that is the one that you need to look at because that shadow blocks prosperity and you need to unblock it in order to heal that shadow. And that shadow for me was addiction. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Reading that further, there's two kinds of addicts, the the ones that get so addicted to the action that, you know, numbing themselves with work and activity and And thinking and yeah, thinking Mm -hmm. not work. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole other topic, but yeah. But, but then the other one is, is numbing yourself. And that's the thing about the alcohol. It might start off as like fun mimosa, but little by little, you are numbing yourself. Conversations like these and really talking about it is what finally helped me. Like I would write it down. My goal is to lose the desire. Mm. And th- and for me, it's these conversations being around other people, especially you, this, even when we were together, it's like, oh, it's not really a part of life. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. There are other things you can do. I know. I remember you asking me like, well, so how do you find people to hang out with that don't drink? Because it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what I told you and I'll tell everyone here is I just stopped hanging around the people who did. And that meant I spent a lot of time alone in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, but I was really learning to become my best company for myself. Mm-hmm. And so that was just, you know, it's a choice that you make. Like, I don't even want to be influenced, surrounded by it. It's just not my jam anymore. And you said that, and I told the family immediately, and I'm like, Lucy lives close. We should probably have her out because she made that comment about how do you basically socialize? Yeah. yeah. How do I have a social life yeah. if I don't do this? Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's the one thing that you have to explain why you're not doing it everywhere you go, you know, make up an excuse of whatever. Isn't that funny? And people yeah. ask. Yeah. At first it was the whispers. People would think I was pregnant. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not pregnant. I'm just not drinking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, funny. Okay. it's a whisper. And then yeah. it's like, why? And yeah. because we've been programmed to believe that it's normal. Mm-hmm. To yeah. drink to the extent that we drink too. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it goes back to that powerful statement you said in that live of, you know, it makes you wonder why it's their goal to keep us numb. Yeah. Cause if we're working to build someone else's dream and purpose and desire, then we aren't going to build our own. So we're available Mm -hmm. to build other people. If we just numb ourselves to what and who we are, then we're just available for someone else to come in and say, well, come help me build mine Mm -hmm. because you need money anyways. Mm -hmm. So come work for my company. Uh Oh, and you need healthcare too. So I'll give you that. I'll give you all of that if you just stuff your dreams and your creative life force down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know you had a download of your life's work basically. And I want you to talk about that. And and I do see the correlation of you letting this go. You were able to receive this download because you were no longer numb to it. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. So that was so fun because, so my soul sister, Lena, which you met at the live event the other night, but we had, we've gone through everything together and I called her in the middle of the night and I was like, oh my gosh, I just figured out the wealth codes. And she's like, what? The wealth codes? Well, what I had been doing is doing a lot of human design work and working with other people and piecing together their charts and figuring out how to solve their problems and how to solve my problems. And I have this thing called the money line. And what that means is, is when I help other people get wealthy, Uh I fulfill my purpose over and over and over and over again. And so when that download came in, it was not my voice. It was not Danielle scheming up something. Right. (laughs) It kind of came in pieces. So before I had actually released alcohol altogether, she told me, you are going to help women become millionaires. Mm. And I thought, well, that's odd because don't you need to be one to help other people become one? Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, well, that's interesting, but I don't know how any of that works. And then I believe it was sometime in December that rest of it came through. Mm-hmm. And when it came through, I was not in front of my chart. I was not doing work. I was vacuuming, I think. Oh, and yeah. I looked in and I found it. I was like, oh my gosh, all of this. Yes, it makes sense. Cause she basically, she downloaded me how it all would work out. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back and check her work. I had to go back and check, are you right or wrong, right? Yeah. So I had to go back and check it. So I'd spent all day just doing it, putting it all together and just kind of outlining it. So I called Lena that night and I was like, girl, I just figured it out. Mm -hmm. I figured out how my money line works. I figured out how I help people become millionaires. And it it was magic for me. And at the same time, I was like, how am I going to do this justice? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of money in my account to put branding in and hire someone to help me with Kajabi and do videos for me and create documents and PDFs to go along with this. Mm -hmm. How am I going to do this? And she said, you start with what you have. I will send you what you need when it's time. And I said, okay. And I did. And I put it all together in a weekend. She gave me permission to give myself permission that it didn't need to be perfect. Yes. It just needed to be out there. So here we are. Okay. I know like how I fit in because you were like, how am I going to do this? And I, and so we're coaching together. And what, in one of the sessions you were like telling me to really, really respond to those pings. Cause that's my intuition speaking to me. And so I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to really make a note of it instead of putting it on the list of my planner, which I would pr- normally do of like things <laughs> to do. I'll get to it. Things to do. Listen to my intuition. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or like when they came in, oh, I should do. And I was like, ooh. And I had the ping of like, I need to tell Danielle I can help her. You know, it was just like, no, I'm like, and then you told me later that you, that put tears in your eyes because you were literally, that's, you were like, I need help. Yeah. You're a splenic projector. Mm -hmm. So you know, when someone needs something. Yeah. And what was happening with you was you were just ignoring those splenic knowings. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I had sat in my car, like on the way home the night before you sent me the email, I was like, you have got to send me help. I do not know how I'm going to do this. Yeah. Because she had given me a deadline 
for it to be launched to the public. Cause I had just been using it with my private clients and she's like, here's your deadline for launching it to the public. And I was like, how, how? And the very next day I got the email from you saying, I mean, <laughs> I just got this ping to tell yeah. you that if you need help getting this all together, that I can help you. And it's in moments like that where I'm overcome with emotion and I'm overcome with just such gratitude for what I already know to be true, mm -hmm. but it's her working through you. It's mm -hmm. her working through the kids, the, the husband to come in and give me exactly what I need when I need it. And then that turned into you coming into the brand. I mean, you have added so much value to our mission. We all look around and we're like, we couldn't have picked somebody better. Like you have gotten all in on this work. You're all in on it. You're figuring it out. You're doing it. You're in coaching with me. And you're like, I can still do more, like edit and get your podcast going better and all of the things. And we're like, we can't miss out on this opportunity. We have got to bring Lucy in because you're holding the vision for us as well. Mm, thank mm. you. I received that. I, you know what? I cannot say enough good things about this. And I really want everyone listening to understand the value of what you have created here in this. So this download, it's now turned into the high frequency formula, which includes all the tools you need to discover your own wealth codes. I guess you would, would you say discover them? I mean, they're there. You just yeah, aware of I would them. say discover. Here's why. Mm -hmm. And I just realized this yesterday because everyone's like, well, well, how is this different than a course or a program? And then I had one person on a hot seat coaching call where she's like, I already know my wealth codes because she's all in the human design thing. Uh -huh. And I thought, well, that's interesting because if you knew them, then why are you on the phone with me wondering how to get rich? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, really the way it is, is it's an equation. Mm -hmm. And only you know the equation that makes you the solution. Yeah. So yes, it's a lot of the stuff in the human design chart and it's combined into a formula that as you work through the process and work through the questions and work through the deconditioning method, you find out more about who you really are and who other people need you to be in order for them to pay you. Yeah. 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 And really, really honing in on your purpose and who you are designed to serve and how you can serve them. Yes. That's what it's done for me. It, it, I knew what, you know, knew I'm air quoting there. I knew what my purpose was and I felt, I, I still feel very aligned to that, but the work that happened inside the high frequency formula for me was the deep work that needed to heal. And you talk about the law of attraction and, and it's conscious and subconscious. Mm -hmm. So you are attracting things that are not healed. Yes. So the law will just bring you a direct match for your subconscious frequency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is a huge, huge piece of it. If you're spinning and wondering like, why can't I ever break this, you know, hit more than, you know, whatever it might be per month, like finally have those six figure launches. It's that work that needs to be done because you are attracting who you are really inside. Yeah. And that's how your six figure launches don't feel like you're hustling and stressing out mm -hmm. and hitting, trying to hit a goal. That's how, because when you have deconditioned your shadow, when you've deconditioned all the ways the ego tries to keep you from your purpose, mm -hmm. the next natural step is to step into the abundance that is you, the money that is you. You don't have to try for anything. Mm -hmm. You just have to be alignment. And for each person that's different. And you find that in the formula, you find out what that means for you. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, it is the best program, most complete program, but also the program that you will use forever. It's one of those things you can always go back to. And there's going to be like, life is going to continue to happen. There's going to be 
other shadows that you need to heal. And it's like, this is the place to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Wednesday right now when we're recording. I was just with you on Monday, two days ago. (laughs) And you spoke at this, you know, event in Temecula. Do you want to just kind of talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. I was called to do a live event and I never really know why she tells me to do these things, but I know that she'll give me more information as we go. And it ended up being a workshop on the law of attraction and human design. And we sold out mm-hmm. and it was really a, honestly, it was a time for me to see all of the people who need this work and they came, right? They came and they needed what they what she had to say, mm-hmm. right? Like I had this, you know, this easel that I was like, oh, this is a good outline. We'll do this oh, and we'll say word. this yeah. and we'll, yeah. yeah. But really what was happening, and she even said to me, she said, no one's coming to know what you have to say on your easel. They're coming to hear me. Mm. And I, it was a little vulnerable for me because I do know that when she does come through, sometimes it throws me off, throws my ego out of like what we were saying. But I knew that the people there were soul tribe. They were what I call fractal line, which is just an abundant amount of people who are here for your message Mm -hmm. and ended up being where we collaborated and found more soul tribe. And you were there and another one of my private clients was there Mm -hmm. and my, my healer was there. Kara was Uh there. Yeah, that was so fun for me because it was the first time I met you and your family in person. And it was such a joy for me. And then I decided, even though it was just an hour and a half drive for me, I just wanted to spend the night just so I'm not driving home at night and maybe tired or whatever. And then, so you guys invited me to, you know, kind of hang out and we did this little meditation circle. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. So. I want to just say, I know everyone on my podcast has heard me talk about Serenity Cove, but Mm. you were feeling and what everyone feels there is the magic of this land. Mm -hmm. There is an energy of this land that is you are in God presence. Yeah. And it is very palpable. It's like, I don't ever want to leave the land. I want land because this is how it feels. Yeah. And Lena is the owner of Serenity Cove and that's the soul sister of mine, right? Yeah. So when we um I was so excited that I was able to do this Monday work meeting thing in her little Airbnb, which is so cute. I love it all there. Yes, me too. What we Lena and I love to do is meditate together and um connect. It's like a connection ceremony. And we had, we have done it, you know, with our husbands and one another, but we wanted to invite you into that so you could feel the energy. And we did it on Sunday night. Yeah. Monday. So that was different because we did it in Sunday with all the guys and everyone. Right. But we did it Monday. It was just the three of us. And that was very sacred. So beautiful. Yeah. So my first experience was Sunday night. And I mean, I'm all about this, by the way, like, Yes, I am a girl who meditates and get me in a circle and let's go. There is me. And so you beautifully just started speaking from your heart to your higher self. You were just speaking, channeling. And as after, you know, you you spoke, you said, does anyone have anything to say? And I immediately that and me was like, yes, I do have something to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I felt very strongly called to remind you of your gift of commitment. And all I was called to do was really remind you of that. And how can you be fully committed? Mm -hmm. And do you remember what (laughs) you said it you, I, so I asked you that and you said, you, you closed your eyes and you said, she's telling me to ask Noah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> because I was like, how do I do that more? Uh-huh. Like, how do I commit more? Because everything about me is committed to my business and my fractal line. Like, 
Yep. You know, not in a creepy way, but like the people who I serve mean so much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, she's like, she says, Noah will know. So I said, okay, I'm going to ask Noah. Yeah. And what did Noah say? I know. Remind us all. Uh, so he was talking about, cause it was like, how, how do you commit deeply to your clients? And he started talking about ways that we can stay committed in the moment and not rushing the moment, not already thinking about the next launch, but really staying there. That was the main takeaway there. And then what I, so afterwards I was like, I need to dig into this gift and really understand why I was called to remind Danielle of that. And so while reading it, I discovered that you and I are actually, well, my, my, my gift, my sun gate is the gift of guidance, which is seven and seven and 29 are program partners. Yeah. I'm going to read from the gene key book where it says this. So for you, your gift, the only real commitment is commitment to your own inner guidance in the now, the seventh gift. Finding this guidance is dependent on your surrendering to the life force within you, which involves utter trust in life's natural cycles of commitment. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was so beautiful. So beautiful. And then reading further, the 29th gift of commitment, and then the city is devotion, Mm -hmm. devotion of the heart, right? And that was my experience of you. So Monday, we had that beautiful day of being on the land and with Lena and the three of us really, I mean, bonding, like soul bonding there. And then you invited me to your house for dinner. And I sat around the table with you and I witnessed you look each of your children in the eye separately, asking them about their day leaning into them, hugging and kissing them, telling each one of them that you love them. Like y'all, I'm going to cry right now. It is. You're making me choke up a little bit, but yeah. The most beautiful, precious display of devotion that I have seen Mm. that I was able to, to literally witness, you know, all these people and just knowing your story and the healing that happened and to see where you are now. And I was like, that's it. And these, Mm. these city, you know, moments of city high frequency, they're fleeting. They're, they're not where us as humans naturally are just going to sit, you know, but they're, they're these moments of devotion and you don't want to miss them, but that's there already inside of you like that's the thing to tap into that's your gift yeah yeah i mean i didn't really realize that until you pointed that out i'm going to go read the city Mm -hmm. um because it's so true i am and i'm so devoted to my family i'm so devoted to our mission Mm -hmm. i'm so devoted to my boys healing and my daughter's purpose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm the mother that I wish I had Mm -hmm. when, when I was growing up, even when she was alive. And now that she's not, I am that mother for them. They, they now come to me. Yeah. Like, I want to tell you this and they never would before. Yeah. And I always tell my clients when your children are coming to you, Clients will come to you to pay you, period. (laughs) Yes, yes. And um, I, when I sat there, that's why I said, I was like, oh my gosh, if I was 20 years old, I'd want you to be my mom. I know, (laughs) I know. It's not because I look at you like a motherly figure, but but in that moment, I was like, you are the best mom. Mm -hmm. 
you are the best mom. Yeah, thank you. And I do receive that because for a long time I wasn't, right? And now we're like, you're in, you saw our house. It's like, it's not tiny, tiny. It's like, oh. but it's, it's tiny. Like there's five people in that house doing their healing work all the time. Mm -hmm. It gets to be a little cramped, you know, mm -hmm. but we never turn away from one another. In fact, when we have something come up, we turn in even deeper, like, okay, what do you need? Mm -hmm. How can we give that to you? Right? Because alignment is the work of your life. It's not just going to be once you find out your wealth codes, you're done. That is not it. No. Alignment is the work of your life. It is. Oh, honestly, makes my heart so happy and full. And everyone needs to experience this kind of life. And it is your birthright, as Danielle says. <laughs> it is abundance, everything that you want. And I want to, I want you to tell everyone how they can get this kind of life. How can they tap into you? Where can they learn more? Follow you, sign up, all the things. Well, I think it'd be best if y'all started by heading over to my podcast, Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design. Over there is a lot of value explaining what I'm explaining here. And you'll get to know me better, right? And you'll probably feel like, oh my gosh, she's talking right to me. That's typically the, the feedback I get for that podcast. And we do hot seat coaching. We do two podcasts a week. Wednesdays are hot seat coaching and Saturdays is just content. And we're going to be sharing more. Garrick and I are sharing more of our personal story in the next weeks to come. Ooh. Now, the high frequency formula is in its last launch phase. So we are opening the doors for this formula in October. We are, that's October 10th. And then we are closing on the 12th. So there's three days where you have access to getting into this formula. Now we sell the formula separate and we also sell it alongside a mastermind. The mastermind energy experience mm -hmm. is where you get direct, direct access to me. I'm committing to 24 calls where every person in this mastermind gets interaction with me every week if you want. Mm -hmm. right? Even if we have to add another call to make sure you all get what you need, that's what we're doing. Um, and that's the beauty of being in on this founder's energy of the, of the first time launching of this formula. Yeah. So we've gotten a lot of feedback, a lot of emails, and we have changed our pricing. Mm -hmm. So it's so beautiful to me to see how I can honor the download, the intellectual property of divine and still give people what they need at a very price accessible point for them and their families because the work in the high frequency formula yes it will make you money mm -hmm. and you will be surprised at how your family loves you more <laughs> people in your life love you more opportunity starts coming in mm -hmm. all the things you've put on that manifestation list suddenly start rolling in in a quick easy way you didn't even think this stuff would show up and here it is so, I mean, I always say go into the high frequency formula and the mastermind so you can get me mm -hmm. and truly the mastermind is really starting now. The calls start in January, but we're really doing a lot of work with the fractal line in the mastermind now and the high frequency formula on its own can do that too. But I would start with the mastermind energy experience with all of us if this is what's really, really grabbing you. Um, and Lucy's creating some fun stuff. Do you I want to tell can. about the? Can I? I want you to. Yeah. Okay. I've been like waiting for you to say it's okay to, to announce it. Are we spilling the beans? Okay. So yes. So I am going to be a support coach inside the high frequency formula. So there's going to be select coaches in there who have very specialty niches, I guess. What, how would you describe it? Not niches, but gifts. I don't know. Gifts. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's your natural gift. Uh -huh. Natural gift. So my, the thing you guys all have heard me, you know, I love the gene keys and there is one 
specific sphere that is both your life's work and your brand. And that is what I am going to specifically coach you on and really hone in on your life's work. And then if you want to take this into how do you actually brand this, I'm going to help you with that. And go big. (laughs) Go big. Go big because you realize there's nothing you have to lose. It's in your destiny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But tell them about the, tell them about the profile you're creating. Oh, okay. Yeah. Profile. So this is so fun. So I haven't even really explained here how you go look up your chart, but when you do, and especially if it's your first time, I mean, it is, a, it's different. Like, you know, it's different. It's nothing that you recognize, but we are going to create a personalized profile for each person who's in the mastermind. Mm -hmm. So I, we've already branded it. You've, if you've, if, okay, if you go to the webinar, you're going to see an example of what Danielle's looks like. Oh yeah. I didn't even say about that. Okay. I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Okay. So, um, so yeah, you, you guys, I love, love, love making something and creating it really, really beautiful. And that's what we've done here. It is a beautiful chart of your design. And I don't even think I've shared all the ideas that I I have with this. Of course I have so many, I know. And I can't wait to see the, like the thing that the, like the pre thing, because I'm like, I'm like over here going, Oh my God, let's, I'm always like, let's give it to them now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone on my team is like, okay, well we have to wait. We have to curate it. We don't want to half-ass it. Right. right? We got to go all in and do it. So the people who are already in the mastermind are in for such a treat. Yeah. Such a treat because now you've allowed, you've come in and you've said, we need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. Mm-hmm. And you've just made it so easy for me to commit even further. Oh, thank you. I love it. Well, I just start with like, what do I want? Like, what is the thing that I would love the most? And I'm like, let's go there. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. just love that I'm able to come to you with all my ideas. And you're like, yes, when are we doing yep. this? Yep. Yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, this is the best program ever. It is the best, <laughs> literally. Yeah, and the feedback is everyone loves those videos. Um, everyone loves the platform. It is mm-hmm. so organized. It is so done right. Yeah. So, and that was all. That was all you. You know. So I'm so grateful for you Thanks. for just speaking up and saying, "Hey, I can help." Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I told, I told Lucy, I said, I ha- she used to do my social media only and mm-hmm. I handed her the high frequency formula workbook and I was like, okay, this is my life's work. Mm-hmm. Take this and we need to put it all over social media. And I could tell that with the email you sent me back that you're like, okay, like we are going to do this justice. This isn't something we're just going to like throw to the side and yeah, you know, and so you did, you did it justice. And all of my clients want to work with you now because of what, you know, you've done for us. Yeah. That just goes to show you how deep that money line runs. Like you are now part of the brand because you just had this ping to Mm -hmm say, I can help you, you know, back even when you put the Instagram back up, like, yeah, yeah, it goes deep. It goes deep. And you, you responded in the email, keep paying attention to those pings. They pay in all caps. (laughs) Yes. They literally pay. Yeah. They literally pay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the workbook, you know, it was on a Google doc and it was just your notes. And I remember I was like, I'm tagging you. Like, I'm going to suggest edits. And, and then I'm like, well, I hope she doesn't mind. It was just like capitalizing thing. Nothing. I did not. I hope edit. she doesn't mind. I'm editing this whole thing. <laughs> and then I'm going to make it pretty. It's truly okay. And it started off as about a hundred pages. And then there was all these supporting PDF documents. And this round we've put all those supporting documents inside and it is Almost, it's it's doubled in size. It's yeah. almost 200 pages 185 now. 185 pages, I think Eric said. 
honestly, and people have said too, if you just get the workbook and go through that, it is worth every penny. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Well, I knew because she said to me, this isn't a $2,000 program. Mm -mm. She said, people have to be bought in to do this work because this work will reveal things you don't want to hear. You don't want to know these things about yourself. You don't want to face them. The price had to reflect you're bought in. It's uncomfortable. It's $4,000 to just get the the modules and the workbook. Mm -hmm. But it's so uncomfortable that you're like, well, it must, there must be something in here I need. Right. And then when you get to that part in the work, you're less likely to turn away from it because you've invested. And that saying people who pay, pay attention. It's really what happened. It's so true. But really what's happening is you're using your money to further your awakening process, to further your finding out about who you really are. And so when you're just comfortable throwing two grand at any um, program, yeah, they don't mean anything to you. Right. You're like, that's something I can get to. I did it. Exactly. Something I, I can get to. Totally. Yeah. Folder, courses folder, I'll get to. Yeah. So yeah. when she told me 4K, I was like, okay, done. Because I've worked so much with people in this process mm-hmm. that there's there's a few people who get to a point in their work where they literally like hate me. They start hating me. They don't want to work with me. They're complete. I'm all of a sudden out of alignment. I'm all of a sudden not in their fractal line. Like all of a sudden the ang- the ego comes in and is like, no. And that's because you've just hit on something that is a door that the ego wants to keep locked. Yeah. And if you keep it locked, you will never get to the thing that you actually want. So the ego will throw in all of the Danielle's full of shit. This is full of shit. This isn't what you need. It's out of alignment. It's unsafe. All of those things Mm -hmm. in order to keep you from opening that door. So that's why I sold it on its own. 4K, get the whole thing. You go through it on your own. So you don't have to hate me. It doesn't have to be your experience. But if you want to go deep and like Lucy, get the coaching that has brought her into this awareness of I'm going in on a podcast, I'm going all in on my offer. This is how I really serve people. Mm -hmm. Then you have to join the mastermind because I go in and question that ego because it will always show up and resist your highest potential. Yeah. And okay, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say your, you have such a gift with coaching. It's sometimes I just watch, especially watching you other, like coach other people. And I'm like, dang, she's good. You know, you really get to the core of the thing that somebody needs to heal the thing they need to work on the thing that whatever is their block. And once that thing is unblocked, you open the floodgates to everything that was waiting for you. I mean, truly what I do is I'm calling you forward the whole time we're coaching. So anytime the words you say, show me ego, Mm -hmm. I slow you down and I'm like, wait a minute, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Because it's just sneaky. The ego is just super sneaky and you're just in it though, Lucy. You're like, I'm here again. What are we doing? Yeah. 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 I am here for it. Loving it. I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to turn your purpose into profit, it's time to empower yourself with the tool of integrity that is the high frequency formula. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how. I'll see you on the inside.